Hello and welcome to Woman to Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Denise Hanks and Lawrence, and I'm excited you've decided to join me on this journey towards wellness. Again, the space is provided to uplift, encourage, and empower women on their journey to become their authentic self. So if this is your first time listening, thank you and welcome. And if you're a regular listening audience, we certainly appreciate you. It's because of you, your subscribing, your download, that we are where we are today. And as we're approaching our one-year anniversary, just want to give a shout out to you again. We could not have made it this far without you. We are still now in 25 countries and we were in last month, number 57 on the Apple podcast chart for a hundred, top hundred. So again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So let's jump into our conversation today. It is going to be I think it's going to be quite intriguing. I have an awesome guest with me, my friend. Her name is Fran. Well, I call her Fran, but it's Francesca. And I'll let her introduce herself and tell you all about what she has accomplished thus far. But I really wanted her to come on today because some of you have reached out uh, to me with different topics. And so this is a topic of one of your concern. And it has to do with spiritual abuse and uh, church hurt. And how do you deal? How do you cope? How do you heal? And I could have thought of no other one, but to begin this, because Fran, I've worked with you on your platform there on Clubhouse and other things that I've seen you done um, throughout the time that I've known you. So almost two years now, right? Almost. Wow. <laughs> I'm so <cool>. COVID, <laughs> COVID friends. <laughs> So certainly happy to see you and um, happy to have you on here. So go ahead and introduce yourself. Firstly, thank you so much, Denise. It is an absolute honor to be here on your platform and speaking to your amazing audience. So my name is Francesca McDowell. I hail from beautiful, rainy England (laughs) and I um, run a business. I'm a leadership coach. I do some mentoring. I'm also an author, speaker, and I'm passionate about encouraging people. And that runs throughout a lot of what what it is that I do. And so last year, yeah, in lockdown, I was really fortunate enough to work with two colleagues and friends and actually write and publish two books last year. And also then the third one, which is about spiritual abuse, which I guess we'll talk more about later. But I have come to the understanding that this is a really huge area and a lot of support and is needed around it. And so God laid it on my heart. And so here we are. Absolutely. Indeed it is. Uh, You'd be surprised as to how many are sitting in the pews and are bleeding and um, spiritual abuse. It comes from the top all the way down. And even the leaders themselves go through spiritual abuse themselves too, from the congregation. So it's a, it's a wide thing, a wide range, but we're going to focus more on the pew, the pulpit to the pew, right? Sure. Yes. And and exactly what that, so you talk a little bit about um, the book that you did last year, the two books, just give us some titles. What what are those So the first book I wrote is called Women Who Win, How to Turn Your Pain into Purpose and Your Purpose into Profit. And so really it's about personal development because as women, let's face it, we all have a story. We've been through many things in our lives. And when we get to the point where we're healed enough, I think it's helpful that we have the courage to share our stories and realize that there's somebody else who we can be a blessing to and who we can help with our, our story. You know, I'm a, you know, I'm a strong one for that, right? What oh, do I always say every Sunday? Yep. There is therapeutic <laughs> value in shared stories. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I wrote that with one of my business partners last year. And then the second book is called 119 Tips for Public Speaking. And so as someone who is a public speaker and also coaches people around public speaking, 
I am aware that it's not always an easy journey. And when I was a child, I was in speech therapy. I struggled with my speech. Even now I have little moments where I have a stutter. However, I realize that the importance and the value that we need to share and add to the world is far more important than our own insecurities. And so we really produced a book to give people practical steps and skills and knowledge as to how to really share their message with the world. That is awesome. That is awesome. Because a lot of people are afraid to show up, but like, but like what you say, show up with that insecurity, show up with being afraid, just show because someone else is waiting for it. And the fact that you took that step to show up, is going to empower others to show up as well. That is awesome. Awesome. All right. So let's get now into this third book that's coming as to why you decided to write this. And I'm just going to let you flow. I'm familiar with your story, but our audience is not. So I'm just going to let you flow and we'll piggyback in between and so on. So this new book that's coming out, along with the new book, you have a a program that's coming out, a therapeutic program, right? So tell us more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So if I, so last year, February, before we were in lockdown, I was in church and I always want to say minding my own business, but I was in church worshiping and I just had three words and it was surviving spiritual abuse. And I kind of almost saw it in my mind's eye and I knew in my spirit that that is the book that the Lord would have me write. But I kind of was like, hmm, I'm not really there. I I was not forthcoming. I didn't even write it down because I was like, let me park it. Because in essence, I really wanted the next book I write was to be a book of encouragement, you know, sharing, just to encourage. It, it felt really good. It felt really nice. Um, and then in April, when lockdown happened here in the UK, uh, the contracts that I was working with through my business came to an end and I had all this time on my hands. And so I was deciding, well, do I go and look for something else to uh-huh. keep myself occupied and get income? But I can only describe it as just this deep deep impression that wouldn't leave me that I had to write this book surviving spiritual abuse and it was hard it was not the it was it was a painful journey but I'd also read a book by a guy called Dan McClellan called Bending Time and it speaks about really heaven's reality for for time and how we have an abundance of living in the earth and one thing that inspired me was he wrote six books in one year, right? And he only spent 20 minutes a day on the days he was at home and not traveling, writing. But he, there was a way that he kind of prayed over the time and just dedicated it. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do. So I literally took 20 minutes every day and started writing. And after two months, I was up to 19,000 words. Uh-huh. And I was really kind of like, this is really, really happening. And yeah, so the book is called Surviving Spiritual Abuse, Hope, Healing and Restoration for those who've experienced hurt. And so in it, I share my story as well as the story of six other people who have experienced spiritual abuse in very different ways and how some of them have healed. And throughout writing, like so much stuff came up for me, you know, just deeper layers of healing and and even encounters with you know certain individuals so it was a journey but at the heart of it it's how do we help people to heal and to recover because there are people walking around wounded broken devastated some of them very much out of church even not living actively in their faith absolutely right, right. Because of what they've experienced and so 
why we need to be having these conversations. Firstly, I think we need to let people know that you're not alone. Uh, it's more common than we can even realize, but also Jesus is a good healer. He's a very experienced healer. <laughs> and when we really invite him in and we take our, what's hurting us to him, he's able to heal. And so as I was writing the book, then the Lord again told me to do a therapeutic coaching program. So whilst I am a accredited professional coach, I was like, hmm, this is different, you know, because I would have thought everyone would need to go through counseling first. But the difference with coaching is that coaching is very much future focused, right? right. It's focusing Absolutely. on achieving, accomplishing, developing. And oftentimes it's those aspects of our lives that will pull us out from a current state and into the future. And so Absolutely. it's a therapeutic coaching program because we will touch on areas and support people heal. But ultimately, how do we support people to live in their God-ordained purpose despite the hurt? Despite the hurt, despite the hurt, because I've, I have a podcast as well um, in addition to this one, and it has to do with the younger generation and the conversation that I hear, the conversation. Matter of fact, we recorded an episode and it talks about church hurt. And you yeah. touch on a few things there where you mentioned that some of them are not, some people are not even living out their faith because of the experience. And I remember just having this conversation with them and it led during our recording to uh, just a whole prayer for another two hours and just trying to, to speak to that hurt and to speak to that space where they were and they are and to let them, to remind them that to, how to separate the actual act itself from God and to identify with their personal relationship with God, not to dismiss the fact that they experienced it and not to dismiss the fact that they were hurt and to actually call the, the hurt what it is, abuse, right? Yes, so you need to absolutely. call a spade a spade. So it was an abuse. And just to hear their story as to where they're coming from and the different aspects of it, because at the end of the day, this is where I was supposed to be safe. This is where I became vulnerable. This is where I trusted my everything. And this yeah. is the same space and place where I was hurt. So how, you know, and that's the title of my next book, <laughs> you know, hurt in your safe space. But how do you, how do you maneuver in that same space where you're supposed to be safe? And so I find your program, even what you do on Clubhouse, so helpful, so therapeutic, so important, because you're able to touch on so many different areas. Yeah. And it's, you know, sometimes it's, it's kind of sad when people say, well, been there, done that, but for you, because you've been there, so you can identify. And so when you speak to people on these many platforms that you're on, you speak with such empathy. And what I love about you also, you're not speaking ill against leaders because you are a hundred percent for leaders. And oh, you absolutely. help to train leaders and support leaders. So that's what I want to, guys, just get that out of your head right now, ladies. Get that out of your head, anyone that's listening. Because a lot of times they hear these topics, they're like, oh, they're going there now to bash the ministers and to bash leadership. And so, but it's not so, because I can testify that I've heard you on so many platforms and you're always there to encourage leaders and to empower them to get training if they need to, and so on and so forth. So you are a very good supporter of leadership. So your pain is not one of bitterness where you're spewing more hurt to everyone else, but you're bringing restoration and healing. So I just want to applaud you for that. Thank you so much. Yeah. For oh, thank and so you. Share with, share with us a little bit about your journey. Yeah. 
so I was saved at 14. I, I, I grew up in church and I, the church I was in was amazing, you know, very family church activity stuff for the kids. So I was really involved as a teenager, um, youth club, even at my school, I was head of the Christian union. We used to pray before school. So I had an amazing um, first few years in my faith. I got baptized at 15, speaking in tongues. And so I grew up and from that point, my church, home church really encouraged a personal relationship with the Lord. So they really encouraged you to to pray and seek God for yourself. And so that was kind of the foundations of my faith. And then as a young adult, I started, I you know left home and started going to another church. And at first everything was great and very different, culturally very different, um, doctrinally as well. And yeah, just sort of getting super involved. You know, I'm one of those people that's kind of all or nothing, right? I'm kind of this passionate person. So if I'm in, I am all the way in. I'm there at everything, giving my everything. And so I got super involved. And over a number of years started to kind of, things started to feel a little bit off in relation to just some of the focus around, you know, finances and the constant talk about blessings and generational curses and it was very it was super intense and so a few things I began to observe that made me feel a little bit uncomfortable you know when people left things were really terrible things were said about them and it kind of it just became that things didn't feel so right and it was almost a case of well if you haven't got money and you can't sow a seed so what happens to you does that mean then you're not blessed does that mean then that God doesn't Uh love you as much, you know? And so all these thoughts were beginning to ring around my head and and my heart. And, you know, there were conversations around that this is the, almost the best church and the only church and where else can you go to experience God? And, you know, when you kind of like, so what does that mean for everybody else? So yeah, all of those things began to, to disturb me a little bit, but when you've been in something for so many years and, you know, you formed really strong relationships with people right. there. And it, it's part of, it's almost part of who you are. That's what you know. You, you're there every right? day. <laughs> Absolutely. And so what happens is I think as humans, we find ways to really then to justify away the behavior and uh-huh. other concerns, right? And mm-hmm. so I didn't do anything. I just left it and kept it moving, kept going, kept serving. And then a couple of incidents happened that were challenging we'll say um and I won't go into too much detail now because I have written about it and I've also decided you know things I will talk about publicly other things people can read and they're not really to to be discussed but as much as I was uncomfortable I stayed in it because I was actually quite scared about leaving I was scared to leave because I really felt like well you know if this is where God is and I leave so then what what kind of happens right and when you begin to hear stories of people leaving and it hasn't you know things didn't work out for them and you know somehow it instills a lot of concern about making decisions and so I kept going although at point point I knew that I, I didn't really want to stay and it got to a point where the Lord told me clearly it is time to go and that wasn't received well that was that was actually horrendous that was received really really badly and you know when you can like have a a clean break or like a broken break it was a broken break and so things left in a very messy way and I was devastated I was heartbroken because you know I'd 
given so much of myself into this particular organization, serving and doing and giving and being. And then all of a sudden when I'm inspired to leave and there's no sense of, we understand we're going to support you. It was just, no, God wouldn't have said that. Why would he say that? And then, you know, you're told very negative things. It was a harmful experience, you know? And so I think God is so merciful because actually what I didn't know until a couple of years later, as I'm on a new journey and growing in my faith was that I had been through spiritual abuse. And I only realized that when I started to tell people things that had happened that I thought was just normal. Mm. Right. And so that also was really, really painful to then have to look back at my past and realize that it really wasn't how I thought it was. And, you know, there was one incident I talk about in the book in relation to a sin offering. Um, and so it was understanding about righteousness in a Bible study. And they were talking how, because when Jesus died on the cross, it meant the, you know, all the Old Testament offerings were no longer needed because Christ is the perfect sacrifice. Right. And so I'm sat in this Bible study, absorbing and learning and listening. And then when, when the book began to detail about, you know, the different wave offerings in there, it said sin offering. I was just so confused because, but hang on a minute, hadn't I been told that I had to pay this sin offering for a particular situation in order to get forgiveness and reconciliation? And I had paid it willingly because I'd been told that. Yeah. So to then have to almost deconstruct that situation and realize that I had been manipulated was devastating and it was so so painful um and I had so many questions around well did everyone else know were they almost laughing at me because they were like well haha we got we got friends we got money out of it. like I just had so many questions and it was so so painful and again I had to go through a journey of forgiveness and being able to forgive and let it go and just trust God in that, you know, and that was wow. just one of those situations. We're going to talk a little bit about that forgiveness part, but I just want to go yeah. back into something that you say. And as I said, I know your story well, but I don't want to go too much into it because I want them to read this book because I know how it's going to change their lives. But you spoke about the sin offering, right? And the concept of that is, okay, a member of the church committed whatever they would consider to be sin. And in order to be um, forgiven, not from God, but to be get, to be forgiven, you have to pay this offering. And so here it is you, an intelligent woman, well accomplished, right? So others that may be listening or even reading the book, they may be like, it's the same as how you look at a woman in a marriage or a woman in a relationship and she's being abused. And then we look on the house from the outside looking in like, why don't you leave? You're too smart. You do this. And we don't understand the magnitude of the narrative that has been already spoken, the seeds that have been sown prior to get them to that place where they just freeze and they feel like they can't move. They can't leave. They can't even process it. So it took you having unfortunately to go through that experience and still after leaving, thinking that it was still the right thing that you did until you unlearned what you learned and then you realize, and now you're processing it and really going through like, God, what happened? Was I not that witty? Was I not that smart? How was I manipulated? Because you trusted those who you were in, who were in care of you, right? Yeah, and so oh, the narrative absolutely. coming from the headship, coming all the way down, how could this not be true? 
yeah well absolutely you're absolutely right and because there's a relationship built there when you are in an in a church there's there is that trust of that person because they're God's representative they're God's servant you know you you trust what they say you believe that they've got a heart for you and I do also believe that when you know sometimes people are in what I'm going to call spiritually abusive and toxic environments there's a culture of everything is head down and so you're never invited or welcome to ask a question even respectfully it's very much well this is how it goes and this is the done thing and you better conform you better obey even if it's not said it it's implied and so I was very much in a situation where whatever you said okay well fine let's go ahead and do this because I have no way of knowing that they had a different heart and a different agenda you know and also in certain church environments which again are toxic and they want there's an element of control Uh if if the narrative is you hear from God through me well then there's no need to actually really study the word yourself and really engage with the Lord yourself and really seek out truth for yourself because well, hey, that's what the man of God is there for, or so the narrative says, yeah. Mm-hmm. And also because we had church so many so many times in the week, I felt very like, well, I'm learning so much of the word because I'm, I'm in church. And Every day. That, right? <laughs> and at that point, there, was not a, there wasn't a desire, or even I felt there was no longer a real need to be studying for myself mm-hmm. or to go back and check for myself, you know? And so, yeah, on reflection, I... I have been like, wow, that that really happened. You know, you can be educated yeah. and informed and work a really great job and in every other area of your life be seemingly doing very well. But sometimes when you're in certain environments, it clouds our judgment. And Absolutely. also I do believe, right, that there are spirits of deception that then come and again, really manipulate certain situations. Absolutely. I agree. I I agree with you on that because you're right. The narrative, right. And, but you know what I realized that COVID, you know, I know there are many lives that were lost uh, because of COVID and so many information and situation that change, right. Because of COVID and people's lives, their finances and so on and so forth. But one thing I can tell you spiritually that came out of COVID is that a lot of people have been what they call that word woke awaken so to speak you know i'm not that young anymore <laughs> but you know they have been there's yeah. an awakening in the spirit realm in terms of our faith walk and our individual our personal relationship with god because yeah. now the church is locked down so how do you pray how do you read your word how often so now we find ourselves going through it as if we are babies like going through that step and it's that those light bulbs that just keep popping and everything just popping. And you're like, wait a minute. So now I know that I don't have to wait on the leadership to give me what God says. I can read God's word because his word is what he says. Absolutely. And actually, and that's what God desires. You know, there should be no grandchildren in the kingdom, right? We are God's children and there should be a direct relationship between us and him. And actually sometimes that's not encouraged and it's not even taught for some people that you're allowed to which is i love what scary. you said no grandchildren no. i didn't read it where it says we are grandchildren of the kingdom of god it says we are his children absolutely absolutely and in the same way that you know when you have natural children you don't want a, a go-between 
all the time you know oh go tell my son this no it's about that one-on-one relationship that creates intimacy and trust and being able to hear the voice of God you know I think when when a child is in a room and when they hear their name called by their parent they know it's their parent because they've heard it they're familiar they're attuned with the voice the pitch the tone everything about the way that that parent says their name and as children of God it's important that we get to the a place in our relationship with our father where we hear his voice clearly that we can say you know what God spoke and there's no wow. doubt, there's no fear because we're in an intimate, personal relationship with Christ. I love it. Thank you so much, Fran. Fran, um, we're going to have you to come back uh, next week to talk about this whole process now of how do you heal from this church hurt? And I want you to introduce when you come back, if you don't mind, you know, more about the spiritual uh, therapeutic program that you have and the steps that you're taking now to and how you have been healed and the journey, what that's been like and how you're sharing that as well. And the programs that you're offering, I know you have different sessions that you have going on workshops and trainings and so on. And I would also love for you to read a couple of excerpts from the, the book itself, you know, cause I want everybody to jump on and get this as soon as it comes out, maybe the end of this month or, or may or somewhere, but I'm so excited for you. I'm proud of you. I'm so happy for you, you know? Um, and so in closing on today, I want you before, you share um, where people can follow you and reach out to you if they need help or so, and they're interested in purchasing the book as well. I want to, I usually close uh, my sessions by um, giving a call to action to our listeners. Like what will be their takeaway from this conversation? You know, we covered the fact that, okay, you went through Uh, a sense of spiritual abuse. And we know that spiritual abuse has different faces, right? There are different aspects of it. But for the point of what you went through and what you shared thus far, what are the takeaways you want our our audience to walk away with today? Or what are the challenges? What call to action will you say to them today? What would you like them to do if they are experiencing this and how would they heal? Go ahead. Absolutely. So I think the first thing I'd want to say is that firstly, your life is so valuable, right? That, you know, that your life is precious. You are so loved by God and he handpicked you. And because of the value he places on your life, nobody has any right to abuse you. There is nothing that warrants abuse and harm. And if you find yourself in a situation where you are being harmed and they're not treating you the way Christ is treating you, you need to make some decisions as to whether you're going to continue that or whether you're going to step away because you are so loved. And it's not an easy decision. It's not a a straightforward decision at times, but prayerfully being led and under the right counsel, it's just really realizing that you're not designed to be in an environment where you're experiencing abuse. That's what I would definitely leave with your listeners today. Thank you so much, friend. How can we reach it out to you? Yes. So I am on social media. So Facebook and Instagram. So it's at ssa.restart. So and that stands for surviving spiritual abuse. And restart is the name of the program because that's what we're wanting a restart in areas of our lives. So that's at ssa.restart. And then the website is www.survivingspiritualabuse.com. So that's where you can reach me. 
Thank you so much, Fran. Oh my goodness. Ladies, and tell you, you want to reach out to her. Great. And join me. Oh, what about Clubhouse? You know, it's nothing about Clubhouse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Being we'll all humble that. there. <laughs> yes, I'm on Clubhouse. I'm at Fran.Elevate, which is the name of my coaching business. And I run a room every Sunday evening at 7 p.m. GMT time, which is 1 p.m. Is it one or two? 2 p.m. I think it's two. <laughs> Forgive me. <laughs> so I'm trying can... to remember what time I logged on. It was <laughs> yeah, and we really focus on healing from spiritual abuse, forgiving spirit, which is everything that enables us to move forward in life. And so it's a safe space where we really focus on, on, on healing and giving people room to share their story because some people have never shared their story and to allow people to realize that what you've gone through it was real and it was wrong and we really want to validate people by making space for them to share thank you so much so again ladies you want to jump on to is it w um surviving spiritual abuse.com right surviving spiritual abuse.com and follow her on instagram and on facebook friend i thank you so much for coming on i can't wait for a conversation next week oh my goodness i'm so excited <laughs> so ladies again we thank you so much for listening to woman to woman podcast again we're here to bring you content that is relatable something that you can use to change your life change the trajectory of your life and we hope that you were blessed by this conversation and until next time, I'm your host, Denise Hinks-Lawrence. Tune in next week. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day.